criminal justice system, crimes of uh, assault are specifically heinous. This is New York City. Hi, I'm Law and Order. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Corey Easley. Wow, Law and Order, the TV show, the TV show that's been on for years about a, the opening scene, cold open, guy does something crazy to somebody, a uh, woman kills a baby, something like that. Then next thing you know, police officers investigating the scene of a crime. Then after that, uh, <clears throat> investigation. Then finally, courtroom, guy goes to jail or girl goes to jail or whatever that person identifies as. And that's the show. And it's been going on since... When I wonder when that show started, actually. Let me look that up. Because I saw something crazy the other day and I can't stop thinking about it. Um, Law and Order first episode. The first episode of Law and Order aired on September 13th, 1990. The episode is called Prescription for Death. I was born before this show came out. But you know what show has been around uh, longer than... How old am I? Longer than my mom. Has been alive. Um, uh, Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives has been on for 57 seasons. I saw in a commercial the other day. 57 seasons. That means like characters have uh, died off, ran away, got better roles and played in movies. Um, Characters that started out as children in the beginning of the show are now... Adults that have kids themselves, you, you know, you, you watch these people grow up. And for some, like, loyal watchers of the show, uh, they feel like they're part of those people's lives. Days of Our Lives. I think if you have a show called Days of Our Lives, it could probably just go on and on forever. Um, because what what happens, right? Romance. Scandal. Um drama it's just like real life and people love watching people that don't even like to go out and actually live their lives like for real will sit down and watch a tv show where people are living their lives which is kind of similar i think to people who play video games all day you know people who play video games all day long are using are controlling a little character and going around in a world doing stuff. Sometimes things that they could actually do, right? Like if you're playing a skateboarding game, you could actually maybe get up and go ride a skateboard for real. Or if you're playing a basketball game, you can go outside and actually play basketball. You know, but sometimes it's nice to stay home, I guess, for 12 hours a day playing a video game at 35 years old. I mean, you could do that. You could totally do that. How you spend your time... Is completely up to you. We all have strong opinions, it seems, about what other people do with their time. We all have strong opinions about the types of decisions that other people make with their lives. But I keep thinking about this. I keep thinking about anytime you talk to a really fucking old person, all they do is talk about stuff they wish they would have done. And it's hard when you're in your life. Like, it's rare, right? You know when you talk to an old person that accomplished 
everything they wanted and they're just like fuck it they just seem like they're just ready to go they're like i don't give a shit if i died right now i don't care if i died in the middle of this conversation because i've done all the things on the list that i had now everything else is a surprise and i don't fucking care about surprises anymore because i'm so goddamn old that i have to press this button on the side of this bed so someone can help me go to the bathroom you know what i mean um that's a scenario in which someone's in a home. I assume that they're laying in a bed where there's a button on the bed where someone runs in there if they got to use the fucking bathroom, which is a nightmare to me. I think not being able to go to the bathroom unless someone helps you is one of the saddest things imaginable for me. Um, you know, working and getting yourself able-bodied and physically capable as you can as I have done um that just sounds like a fucking nightmare to me um I've been thinking a lot about you know going through trauma and going through stressful situations and as you have experience going through these things you know when you're when you're younger and nothing really bad has happened to you yet or at least nothing has happened to you yet that your parents weren't there to like protect you from or or some kind of guardian like having to deal with stuff on your own over time doesn't get easier it doesn't get easier to deal with hard situations it's always hard um it's never like comfortable after a while, you just expect, you expect to have to endure hard shit on occasion. Um, and sometimes we try to distract ourselves, I think. I guess I want I guess I'm talking about like, how do you cope? How do you cope with tough times? I'm not going to get into specific details about anything. <laughs> Uh, tough that I may or may not be going through at the moment. However, um, your coping mechanisms, I think, say a lot about um, your your level of strength in terms of like how you handle tough situations. Like when something comes up, when a problem arises, and everything's not going to plan, what do you do? How do you deal with um, feeling like an absolute bag of trash for days on end? The second you're out of your group of friends or not distracted by work, what do you turn to? Do you turn to something? Do you turn to a substance? Do you watch your favorite TV show that you've seen a million times because it makes you comfortable? Do you overeat? Do you not eat at all? Do you lose sleep? Do you have nightmares? Do you not do you avoid sleep on purpose to avoid dreaming about the problems that you have because inevitably they're going to your subconscious is just going to tap you on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, listen. Uh you know you can't avoid this shit, right?" <clears throat> I think you get to a point where you realize uh, there's no going around certain things, right? Like you can't like go around the perimeter. There's this uh, this Jay Z line in the song Renegade. Uh, 
Which the only reason this is one of my favorite songs of all time is because Jay-Z and Eminem are on this same song together. And those are my two favorite rappers that have ever existed. And that's just me, right? I'm not even going to say arguably the two best rappers of all time. Although one can make the argument. I am not here to do that today. Um, their resumes both speak for themselves. And I almost went off on a tangent just now. So, um, but Jay-Z says, I'll bring you through the ghetto without riding around. Like, you know, you gotta, when you have a problem, it's kind of like that. Like, you can go around or at least try to. Or you can just go through it. You'll get through it faster. Most likely, right? First of all, the projects are huge. If he's talking about the ghetto the way I imagine it. You know, the projects I grew up in have had three huge sections. And um, the first one was like the biggest one, I think. It was like a different world over there. If you're familiar with the projects. You know, the projects is kind of like a bunch of big brown buildings that a bunch of people live in. Like, a lot of people. Like, sometimes they're high. My ours only had, like, seven floors. But each floor had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight apartments on it. Um, elevator always had piss in it. Staircase had fucking garbage and shit in it. Um, all the time... You never knew who was going to be in the staircase, so you just didn't go in there, you know? You know, like, it, like if you didn't have to, you didn't go in there, really. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, you can't, uh, you can't avoid certain things, right? Or you can only avoid them so much. So what do your coping me- mechanisms look like, right? What do you do? I've been told so much, I've been given so much uh, different advice from different people over the years. Anytime I've, you know, you turn to people that are in your life and people that you care about, you know, or people just tend to volunteer help. They can tell you're going through stuff. They know you. What do they do? Oh, maybe you should uh, go hang out, you know, do something nice for you. Go get a massage. Take a bath with a bath bomb or some shit. I don't know. I'm not a bath person. Uh, Never have been. I just think it's weird. I don't like laying around in my own filth. Yeah, but you take a shower afterwards. So I got to do two things. I can't just take a shower and then go put on something comfortable and lay across the couch. Sounds stupid to me. Whatever. Um, To each their own. Uh, Yeah. One piece of advice that stands out to me about coping with tough times is just kind of like sit into it and embrace your feelings. I think, and I think that one is a tough one to kind of conceptualize. Like, it's like, wait, so I feel like super sad or super bummed out or... I feel really just, I don't feel like myself. 
I feel like I can't get a good night's sleep because of everything that I'm thinking about. I can't necessarily uh, turn the switch on and off. And so what do you do? Like the second I'm not distracted, I'm overwhelmed with uh, thoughts of my problems. What do you do? So you lean into it, right? You start looking at these problems. You start going, okay, so this is this actually has helped me. I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert because I'm just I just want to fucking say that I didn't go to school for this shit. So don't at me, right? I I just uh, I'm just telling you what works for me. I think people there's a lot going on, right? There's a fucking, you know, we're on the brink of a potential World War Three. Like, there's a lot of shit going on out there. Um, the least you could do is kind of, like, make shit manageable in your own world and in your own space as best as you possibly can because, truthfully, this shit's, you know, peace is underrated. Like, being at peace, peace of mind... When you have peace of mind, you're so fucking stoked that you're not even really thinking about when you don't have peace of mind. You just have the peace of mind. You're like, ah, oh, man, this, I feel great today. And you just, you don't think about anything else, right? Wouldn't it be kind of interesting if you were like, oh, man, I feel really good today, which is great because the opposite of that would be me feeling like shit and I don't. So here we go. Let's fucking ride this shit out, right? Like, when it's a sunny day, you go outside. You, like, try to be outside as much as you can, right? That's how we should treat it when, we, uh, when we're in a good mood, right? Like, like dive into it. Treat yourself, right? You're always like, people are always like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I'm going through something. Oh, go do something nice for yourself. Yo, when you're in a good space, go do something nice for yourself. So then you can, like, extra enjoy it, you know? You're in a good space, go fucking get a new haircut. Put on some nice clothes. Go eat something good. Right? Do 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 shit like that. Like why do we wait? Why do we wait for everything to start falling apart? To start trying to pick up the fucking pieces. Right? Things are always going to come up and you're always going to have obstacles that you have to hurdle. And again, like I said, I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. I, I'm just a guy who sits in a room and records a, a podcast every week that, you know, almost has 100 episodes. And it's the best podcast that you've never heard. If you haven't heard it yet, you should. Um, <clears throat> I don't have the answers to what people should do if they're going through something but I know that when I'm going through something I wear my heart on my sleeve you can tell and it's weird because people's perception of you going through something is always uh they people want you to grieve or be sad the way they feel comfortable with it right like the same with anything like, if you're going through some shit, like, say you're going through a breakup, right? Social media, 
you got your fucking the person that you're breaking up with or whatever sees you smiling in a fucking photo or some shit and then he goes he i can't believe you're smiling in a photo you know what i mean because we just feel like this weird like we have the fucking audacity to think that we own that other person in a weird way where it's like this person is is not on my side anymore or this person has done something that I don't like and I'm unhappy with this person so now they are not allowed to uh, do anything else with their lives like they have to be sad and miserable I feel like we do this thing we and we're, we're all guilty of it like the nerve of you to actually go and continue to show up to where you have to show up and do what you have to do um <clears throat> but again I mean that's a form that's just a form of I wouldn't even be mad at someone if I found out that they felt that way. I would just be like, hey, people that are upset deal with things differently. Because I'm in such a different place. Yo, there was a point in my life where I would get mad at people. Just I would get mad at people for doing exactly the shit that I'm talking about right now. Knowing that like I would do that shit too. Like I would be mad about shit. That was just unreasonable. And I think it's a control thing. Um, but everybody has different ways of... I, I fucking lost it. I lost what the fuck I was... Where I was going. You know how you just got lost listening to me? Because I started talking in circles. Because that's what happens when you start trying to not actually say what you want to say. You start trying to speak in code... And then you get lost. That's why it's good to tell the truth all the time. Because when you start lying or omitting details, um, which I also am from this, the, I'm a firm believer that an omission and a lie are two different things. <laughs> two different things. I've gotten arguments with people over this before. Um, they, if they were the same thing, they would be the same word, right? Um, that there, I, there's so many arguments against what I just said. Because that's dumb too. Um, I, hey, listen, I'm not here to be right. You didn't come here for me to be right. The point is, uh, what are some healthy coping mechanisms? And what are your coping mechanisms? And are they the same? And are they different? We live in a world where you can, because of how... Uh, how important it is and how encouraged it is to talk about your emotions and what you're going through and how you feel instead of bottling things up like we used to do back in the day which honestly I think some things should still be bottled up right I don't need to know how you feel about everything all the time figure it out deal with it you're an adult right I don't need you whining about oh I didn't like this so shit happens that I don't fucking like all the time grow up um handle it like my mom used to say, fucking handle it. Okay? I don't have time for this shit. So, um, you know, so coping mechanisms are the strategies people often use in the face of stress and or trauma to help manage painful or difficult emotions. 
right? What are the four types of coping mechanisms? Uh, appraisal focused, problem focused, emotion focused, and occupation focused coping. Um, I'm not going to get all into this because there's a lot, right? And I'm not a therapist, but we do have a culture now where we um, can open up your computer, start reading about something, diagnose yourself with a disorder, whatever you feel like, and um, you can take it from there, right? You can go, hey, lately I've been feeling kind of like my friends keep throwing parties and not inviting me to those parties and then Google it and, and, and go, it makes me feel like this. But part of me wants to go to the party, but the other half feels antisocial as of late. And then it goes, you have borderline personality disorder. And then you, and then you walk around telling everybody that you have borderline personality disorder, especially when you're at a party having a beer with your friend and you're like, so it turns out I have borderline personality disorder and everybody else starts talking about what they have and only like one of them has actually been diagnosed by a professional because we all just self-diagnose. I've never seen people so eager to have a disorder, you know? Um, maybe this is unhealthy, but I don't want to have a disorder. You know, hey, Corey, what about you? What do you have? You got ADD or something? Nah, man. I have nothing. I have nothing. Nobody gives me any medication. I just walk around raw dogging it every single day. And you know what I do when I get sad? Just have fucking nightmares and wake up three or four times a night. That's okay, right? And then when I'm done smiling in everybody's face, I can walk. I walk away and immediately feel the weight of the world on my shoulders, just like everybody else. But you know what I don't do? I don't make it your problem because it's fucking not, right? And that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, is why I'm in therapy, right? But I'm not about to sit here and tell you that I have... Whatever one of these uh, mental disorders that I can easily choose from on a long list of disorders that can be found on the internet. You know, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to. Um, people ask me why I quit drinking. People ask me that kind of often. Uh, more often than I would like to because I got this weird thing or more often than I would like them to rather I got this weird thing where I don't really like telling everybody intimate details about my life and I'm going to say this for the very first time ever I hate Instagram and I don't hate anything or anyone I don't hate Anyone. There are people who have done things to me that were uncalled for. There are people that have punched me in the fucking face. And I do not hate those people. Um, but I hate Instagram. I do. I really do. Because of... Because of... Well, there's a long list of reasons. 
Or maybe not. Maybe there's a short list of reasons, but those reasons are so strong. And people ask me why I quit drinking. The reason I'm going to tell you guys right here the reason why I quit drinking. So all three of you who listen to my podcast, which is almost at episode 100. So I'm going to name the people who listen to my podcast. No, I'm not. Fuck it. You know who you are. I know who you are because, again, it's easy to keep track of three people. I had five listeners, chopped it down to two. And I love you guys. Uh, the reason I quit drinking is because... Ugh, look at me explaining myself. Um, I come from a long line of alcoholics and drug addicts. And uh, I just wanted to break the cycle, right? It's the reason why I'm not morbidly obese, right? Like my fucking grandmother, who I love dearly. Like everybody on my mom's side of the family who thinks that Eating a fucking McDonald's salad with Caesar dressing all over it is a healthy choice. And washing it down with a Diet Coke. Just like the stereotype and the jokes, they do that. Um, yeah, all the choices that I make and have made with my life are because I decided that they would be better choices for me. And going forward, that's fully what I intend on doing, no matter what. Um, and sometimes when you have that kind of mentality, it, you know, you there's always some kind of fallout. I had a conversation with a guy who I, who is not my mentor officially, but he's a guy that I look up to. And uh, respect, greatly respect this man. And he said, whenever you're making positive changes in your life and changing your lifestyle as much as you have, there's great things will come to you, but there's always going to be some kind of fallout. And it takes sacrifice. And then I heard David Goggins say, once you get to a point where motherfuckers don't understand you, because you're so obsessed with the thing you want to do and some people will even hate you, you have arrived. And I think that's extreme. But I also think that the reason why you do anything shouldn't be because, oh, these people said it would be cool if I did it. And I don't know, I'm going to dip my toe in the water. Fuck it, man. Like, Yo, dive in and do it for you. Do it because you want to do it and do it well. You know what I mean? Don't pull punches. Because one day you're going to get to a point where you can't swing that fucking hard, right? And then you're going to be like, damn, I wish I never would have pulled punches. <sighs> man, oh man. Say la vie, am I right? So, before I go, uh, the gym that I work for, the Fort... In NYC, the Fort NYC, um, Fortitude Strength Club, big shout out. We uh, went to High Rocks. That's H-Y-R-O-X, not High Rocks, like Mount Rushmore or any of that dumb shit that you keep saying. Um, and we, it's a fitness competition. You can look this up. Um, a bunch of us competed. It was the first time I ever competed in anything. Mostly running. Eight events. 
uh, thousand meter run in between each workout, essentially, and uh, for time. And um, I partnered up with my coworker and friend Gab, and we fucking had a great time, and we. And we killed it. We killed it. We trained together. We trained really hard for a long time. And um, just in general, just our regular training. But we just took our regular training seriously. And it definitely translated over into this. And um, everybody else from the gym that we work at and train at and coach at fucking came through. And just like being in that environment, they came through and a bunch of them competed and a bunch of them ran and took off running and fucking dominated these events. And I was so proud to be a part of um, the community and the team. And I felt really good. I had a really good day. Um, so shout out to the fort and uh, shout out to my teammate Gab and shout out to anybody. Yo, if you want to do something, the second you sign up for it, that's it. Sign up, pay the money, the date is there, and whatever you do, the time is going to pass anyway, so why don't you spend it taking that time and doing it for you, right? Just think about that for a second. I've been going for a long time, so I got to go. But, um, yo, do something good for you while things are going well. And when things are going tough, go through it. Do not avoid it. Face it head on and have the courage to deal with it. Because one day it's not going to fucking matter anymore. Do what you got to do. Take care of yourself and the people you love. Ciao.